This is episode 162 of the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of Two Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey friends, welcome on to another episode of the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. It's Jesse Mundell. And Anita Lambert. And today we are going to be going over a topic that Jess and I hear about a lot. And if you're on social media, you probably see a lot of posts about this. And it is, does good and bad posture really exist? And we're going to focus on pregnancy, postpartum, or if you have pelvic floor symptoms, but you can apply this to any, any stage in life. And so, yeah, we would love to hear from you. So send us a DM on Instagram and let us know, like, what have you heard about posture? Because I even know growing up, you hear different things of like stand tall and shoulders back and lift your chest. And then as Jess and I have gotten into this focus in our work, I would say I never cue that ever with posture. Would you say that you ever do, Jess? I definitely do not anymore, but it was for sure where my education and training came from. It focused in on what was good, what was bad, what you need to avoid, So yeah, it's shifted a lot, but now, yeah, super relaxed and flexible when it comes to posture. Yeah. And really when we look at just good and bad posture, the short answer is no, this doesn't actually exist. So we're going to go into a few different things. We're going to go into some strategies and tips. Again, you can start using today, depending where you are listening to this, you might be able to start while you're actually listening to the podcast. Um, so yeah, the answer is no good and bad posture does not exist. What our body actually loves is variation in posture. I know there is a quote, I do not know where it originally came from, but this idea of your best posture is your next posture. And so that's referring to that variation, that movement, but then we're also going to go over some postures that we've found with ourselves, with our clients could feel uh, like a more effective or more efficient way when you're, you know, in certain positions or exercising to start off that may help with comfort and symptoms. But really the idea is over time is that you're, you're having that variation. You're not necessarily always using kind of the same posture, but we do know sometimes with symptoms, having some guidance and testing yourself, how these specific postures may feel on your body. So, and let us know too, how do you feel about that? Hearing that, like, you don't need to be in a specific posture. I find with my clients, it kind of lets them like relax a little bit because even when in, uh, you know, virtual or in-person sessions, when I say, you know, okay, I'm going to have you stand, I just kind of want to take a look, like shake it out. 
stand as if no one's watching you, pretend I'm not watching you. Cause when, when you get told the physio's watching your posture, I know what happens. People do what I just said, like lift their chest, shoulders back. And I'm like, I actually don't want you to do that. Um, and then from there, I usually, with it standing or sitting, I'll check in how they're breathing. And then we make adjustments from there to help them get more freedom in their breath, which then goes into core and pelvic floor things. So just so you get an idea what this might look like and what you could test with this as well. So yeah, and actually Jess, how do you, with your, for example, your online membership, how do you kind of start talking about posture or do you have people almost like self-assess their posture? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. So I often will get questions from people about their posture or sending me pictures that they have taken of their bodies so I can see how they are standing or sitting. And like you were saying, when you tell people to just show me how you would stand normally relaxed, they, they want to do the really aggressive chest up, shoulders back. When you tell people to just stand as they normally would, they often feel like bad and embarrassed and ashamed from how their body naturally lands. And that's what I found with so many of my fitness coaching clients that they immediately come in telling me that their upper back is so rounded and they have terrible posture and they're so slumped. And often I will just go in with exactly what you said of saying, cool, looks totally fine. I wonder if we could add some variety and to help you feel strong and capable in lots of different positions rather than thinking so much about standing or moving perfectly. And is the thing that I lead in with most often when I'm talking about symptom or pain management for someone is instead of telling them to do something different with their posture, I tell them that I actually want them to find more freedom in how they're moving and holding their body. Because like you said, that variation, and I love what you were saying, that quote about your best posture is your next posture. It is such a game changer for people. Yeah. And I love that how you talked about freedom. Because I find too, when it comes to, if we've been told we need to be in a certain posture, and if you're not in this posture, it's bad, it's going to make you feel worse. What I find, and this is often I find when people have come in with back pain, and especially if they've had back pain for years, so they potentially have seen a lot of different professionals have read things online. I find what seems to be common is almost like a stiffness or a lot of tension so they're lacking that freedom you were talking about Jess and the biggest difference in their pain I find is when we can get that freedom back because if you're listening to this as a professional too just knowing you know understanding the language that we use as professionals really does impact the client or your patient and you may not realize that in the moment but they do take it in. And sometimes if you're not clear, and I've gone through this as well, if you're not clear of, you don't need to be in this particular position all the time, or like, I don't want you avoiding this 
forever. Things like that really can make such a difference in their pain or their symptoms or how they feel in their body or how they feel about their body. So let's go into pregnancy. We're going to kind of go over like what is kind of the typical posture. So if you're listening to this and you're pregnant or you're professionally work with pregnant clients, this might sound or feel familiar. So for example, in standing, if you're just kind of standing there, just check in with your body. And I find this is often what I see with clients. So more of like the weight shifts back towards your heels. And this often can, or this often progresses as pregnancy progresses, right? Because belly and chest are growing. So often our weight will start to shift back. People may, you know, you may tuck your bum under or tuck your tailbone under. And this kind of leaning back type of posture. And then if you walk with this posture, I talk about how if people have, you know, seen pregnant friends or family, or maybe if they've been pregnant before, they may recall this idea of like the pregnancy waddle. And this usually comes from the posture I talked about and then moving with it. That, that often kind of is what it looks like. And we just want to be clear, this is not a bad posture. But again, our body likes variation. So being in the same posture all day in itself just may not feel great. So could we change some things to either make stationary posture? So like sitting or standing, could we make that more comfortable or less symptomatic? And then bringing it into movement. So like walking or whatever type of exercise you're doing. So some of the tips that I like to use, rather than being very anatomical about things, because oftentimes when you get really anatomical, like untuck or, you know, anteriorly tilt your pelvis or posterior tilt, like when you get really anatomical about things, it often doesn't necessarily stick or resonate with people. So trying to find creative ways to help people find a new posture or new position, I find really helps more and allows them to get into that position more easier. So for example, with pregnancy, and I got this cue actually from spinning babies, is if you think of a flashlight uh, out from your belly button, this idea of could you think of that flashlight either you know, flashing straight forward or a little bit down. And what this can do is you've probably heard Jess and I talk about this a lot is this idea of bringing the ribs over the pelvis. This, this visual of the flashlight tends to do that automatically. Or this idea I love from Julie Weeb, the ski jump position. So if you think of an Olympic ski jumper, there is this like lean forward, which helps to, again, bring the ribs forward, shift the weight a little bit more forward. And I find this in itself often helps, whether it's back pain, pelvic pain, potentially also with incontinence or pelvic floor heaviness or prolapse symptoms that just shifting the weight, bringing the ribs a little bit more forward. We're going to talk about bringing this into movement, but trying this out in standing, trying it out using it in walking um, can be quite helpful. So yeah, what are some what are some posture cues that you like to give just for pregnancy? I love those ones. Flashlight, ski jump position. Those are probably my go-tos as well. And I will say that I used to talk a lot about dropping the ribs 
But what I started finding for myself and for my clients is that it would actually ramp up these symptoms of pressure down on the pelvic floor or feeling a little bit bulgy in the pelvic floor. And you can just, you can even feel that difference in the sensation for yourself. If you two are standing right now, if you think about putting a hand on the front of your belly up high towards your sternum, and then thinking about drawing the belly or the hand down, downwards towards your hip bone, you might feel like some increased sensations in your pelvic floor. And then just the difference of doing the cues that Anita was saying of flashlights straight ahead or slightly down or slight shift of the body forwards. It just feels like that pressure is more spread out through the body. And as Anthony Lowe would say, to spread the load when we are thinking about using tension optimally in the body, I think that that is a big change in sensation for a lot of people. Yeah, no, it's so, so true. And Justin, I also love the breath. I find the breath can really help you, again, move into other positions. So this idea, again, if you're standing, shake it out, don't stand in a certain way, take some deep breaths and notice where is the air going? So I'll have clients, you know, check in. Do you feel like it's all in your abdomen, your belly? Do you feel like it's in your ribs? So if you picture your rib cage and almost like a 360 around, do you feel the air going into that area more or do you feel it in your chest? And I find oftentimes with this common pregnancy position with the weight back that Justin and I were talking about, it often is more so in the chest. And as we make these adjustments of, you know, the flashlight, shifting the weight forward, the ski jump, any of those uh, cues, you may notice the breath becomes much more free within that rib cage. So that umbrella, call it like an umbrella breath or that 360 breath around the rib cage. And that's a great cue too. I'll have clients use that if they're out for a walk or if they're exercising or just checking in during the day. I'm like, you don't even need a mirror. Just take a deep breath, a couple of breaths. Notice where is your air going? Can you adjust your posture and just see if you can get it a little bit more in the rib cage? Because I find for so many reasons, having that position or that kind of variation in position can often feel good, especially in pregnancy when you kind of feel often uh, short of breath or you feel like you're lacking space in that area. This breath I find is really helpful. So seeing if you can find postures that allow your breath to be more free around the rib cage could be helpful too with symptoms. And then in terms of, let's go into a couple of um, seated postures. So this goes into variation, but also into this idea of potentially bringing the ribs a little bit more forward. So if you're used to sitting with, again, more of the slouched back position, tail tucked under, you will hear us say this all the time. It is not a bad posture. You will hear this from people saying it is bad. It's not bad. It's just, do we want to be there necessarily all day? Is it going to feel great to be in that one position all day? Maybe not. So here are some ideas for sitting that I often will have clients do. So one is if you can get an exercise ball or a birth ball, they are the same thing. Using that for sitting 
can feel quite helpful. And if you're working from home, it's a great option instead of a chair all the time. You can also use it if you're say, if you're watching TV, if you're hanging out in the living room, anything like that, having an exercise ball can be a game changer. Another option too, is if you're on the floor, if you could get a yoga block or if you don't have one, get um, you know a stack of hard covered books and you can do it as high as you want. But then if you sit on the yoga block or books, you can sit with your legs crossed, you can sit with them with the legs open, one leg open, seated cobbler's pose. So that's with your feet together, knees open. It can feel great on your back, on your pelvis. Again, you might feel more freedom within your breath. And then also you may find when you get up out of sitting on the ball or on the yoga block, you might have less symptoms if typically you have pain getting up from those positions. So those are two I really like. And then if you are sitting on a more firm, let's say dining chair, you're in your car, using a towel roll, I'm going to in the show notes, I'll post uh, a video I did so you can kind of see a demo of this. This is, a, this is also from Julie Weave. I really like it. Rather than putting a towel roll behind your low back, I have people fold a towel. It goes on the seat at the back of the seat. And then when you sit on the towel, you'll almost feel like you're tipping forward or it's like tipping your pelvis forward. You're almost tipping off the the towel so that you're more so sitting on your sit bones and again this will if you think of that flashlight it'll be flashing forward or a little bit down similar to the yoga block the birth ball I find a lot of times this can be a nice variation and it can often be more comfortable if you are sitting during the day so those are kind of my top sitting tips in terms of posture but also for comfort do you have any other ones that you really like Jess I love those those are so helpful the only thing, <clears throat> the only thing that I was thinking about in terms of how I like to work seated is usually I am in bed if I'm sitting to work at my computer. And it was how I spent a lot of time working during pregnancy and postpartum too. So I would just adjust my the position of my legs a lot so I might have one leg straight out and the other leg bent with the heel pulled in close to my bum and then I would switch sides or I would sit cross-legged or both legs out straight and one thing that I think is so helpful for me just like you were saying with that towel rolled up in the car you can do a similar thing so just basically to elevate the bum a little bit on something it might just be a pillow if you're in your bed um, and sometimes I'll just switch between having some support against my back a couple pillows and then I'll work for a chunk of time with having no support behind my back but again having the bum raised up on something and I do similar things if I'm working from a chair too if you can prop both feet up onto say a low height switch one foot propped up the other one down again do it on the other side so anything where I can just shift kind of the position of my legs and my feet knees inwards outwards etc having movement breaks can just be so helpful throughout your day as well so with what Jess said about variation 
You can also do that with sitting. So even if you can't necessarily get up, but trying to take movement breaks at least every hour can be really helpful for if you are experiencing pain or symptoms. One of my favorite ones for if you're still sitting is something called a pelvic tilt. And so I'll be sure to add this to the show notes so you can see this, but you can do it just sitting on a chair, but you can also do this on an exercise ball, which can feel fantastic. So where you're tucking your bum under and then untucking it and just repeating this, you know, for like 30 seconds as a movement break can feel so good. And that goes to this idea of variation. Your body loves variation. So love all those variations that Jess just gave. And yeah, just keeping in mind, depending what your day looks like. And if you are, if you have a job where you are sitting a lot or, you know, you're at home right now doing that as well, just take these different tips and there's no right or wrong. Again, just see what feels good for you and use various, you know, options during your day. Now, when it comes to postpartum, I find a lot of times posture looks quite similar to pregnancy. Even though baby has come out, I find unless you've been thinking about this in pregnancy, it often shows very much the same. So kind of the weight back, because if you think about it, especially early postpartum, when you're holding baby and for head support, often the weight, again, is shifted back, the bum tucked under this idea of almost like a leaning back position. So you can apply everything we just talked about. You may not so much the cue of the flashlight forward and down may not necessarily resonate postpartum, but it might. So you can use all of these things and at any stage postpartum. And this is like years postpartum. I still love using all of these things and my youngest is too. So there really isn't a time frame to use these. These can be used at any time. So why don't we move next into movement? And so this idea of using the different postures we talked about when it comes to movement can be quite helpful. Uh, And also even you may find, let's say your strength training, you may find even taking breaks and coming back to postures that feel good could be a nice variation in what you're doing. So yeah, Jess, how do you coach your clients when it comes to movement and posture? Yeah, this is a big topic and it will be slightly different for all people. So if we think about strength training and the type of work that I do, all of our programming for pregnant and postpartum people is based in strength and resistance training. And the guidance that I'm trying to give to most people is notice your tendencies in your life. And a lot of people will be having, say, more of a challenging time accessing that stacked or ribs over hips type position in their regular daily life. And we tend to practice that in strength training. We tend to get more comfortable and stronger there, especially when someone is just starting out or we're in pregnancy or early postpartum, or we're just trying to get a handle on how they feel in their body or with any pelvic floor symptoms. We start generally speaking with that stack body position 
But again, it is fluid. It doesn't look only one particular way. It doesn't look the same way in every single exercise and every rep. So it is not that I'm trying to coach people to be robotic and rigid. There is some fluidity within that. But again, a stack body position to some degree can be really useful for people when they're learning exercises or they have load or weight added onto their body. So we generally start there. And then as the client progresses with us, as they get further into postpartum, their body confidence is increasing, we tend to then add lots more variation to their actual body alignment in the strength training exercises that they are doing. So they're going to see more positions with a rounded flex spine or a extended spine. They're going to see exercises that are combining rotation and flexion. So We tend to set our foundation, learn the movements, and then make more variety or variation onto them from there. Love it. And that's, and Jess and I are very similar. That's how I work with clients as well. And I think it's important to know too, let's say you are symptomatic, whether it's pain or leaking pee or pelvic organ prolapse symptoms or pelvic floor tension, whatever it is. If it's during a movement or a stationary posture, sometimes the assumption or what we get told is it has to do with our posture. So let's fix our posture and that will fix our symptoms. And what Jess and I encourage you to do is check in, like, is it posture? Like, yes, I could change my posture and maybe that will help. Or maybe it won't. Like maybe it's something else. Maybe it's, we've talked about in so many episodes recently, we've done a squatting episode. We've done one about lifting that maybe it's the breath. Like maybe we're holding our breath during a movement. And if we just breathe out during it without changing our posture, maybe that'll change our symptoms. So, and there's so many different other factors that could involve breath posture, but there are more even just doing it in a different way, or as Anthony Lowe says, like, just do something different. So to know everything isn't necessarily posture related when it comes to pelvic floor symptoms, pain, um, or anything that you're feeling with it. So we hope these strategies are helpful that you can start using them. Um, And like we said, we are talking in this episode about pregnancy, postpartum and pelvic floor symptoms, but really, you could apply this for any time during your life, regardless of symptoms you are feeling or you may not be feeling. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 